Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Revs. Hello, Kate Hello, I'm so refreshed. You've got that holiday glow about you. back from my holiday and ready to get back into the same old shit for another 365 days. <laughs> Tell me you have another holiday in the pipeline. Uh, yes, actually, I do. Good. Yeah. I, You know, Hubs and I have this funny rule, much like date night, yep. where before the holiday ends, we have to have another holiday booked in. That's the, the lush life you live in there. Hey, sometimes that <laughs> holiday that we've got pre-booked is in two years' time. But the point is that it's important to have little things to look forward to. Han GP. I've got a confession to make Oh, before we get into the episode. What? I think I might be a coffee drinker now. What? <laughs> I know. What? I know. I know. Talk I d- it up. I recently did a work trip to the Gold Coast. Yep. I was next level knackered. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where I thought, I've got clients to show up to. Like, there's no ball dropping situation no. here. Um, I can't fake it behind an email. This is face-to-face work. And we know that the majority of my work is behind a podcast mic or behind a laptop kind of work. <laughs> Just hiding away, pretending you're onto it. Exactly. I had a coffee. Okay. And then I felt the buzz in a good way. So many follow-up questions. One, what did you order? Well, obviously I had to ease myself into it. Yeah. Did you have a mocha? I did. I, so much judgment. <sighs> so, okay, hold up. So I'm finally <laughs> drinking coffee. I confide that, yes, it's a mocha. And I met with all the judgment. So much judgment. What's wrong with a mocha? It's fine. Look, I'll give it to you. You can have two months of mochas and then we've got to wean you off that shit. No, no, no. It was a weak <laughs> mocha. So... <laughs> So I get. So to- you had a hot chocolate with half a shot of coffee in it. That is affirmative. <laughs> I'm allowed two months of a weak mocha, then I'll transition to, to a, a strong mocha, <laughs> a regular mocha, <laughs> yeah, a reg mock, mm-hmm. and then I'll go to strong mocha, and then maybe I'll start considering ditching the chocolate part. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy the coffee flavor. Yeah. Here we are again. But I'm loving the buzz. How good is it? It's so good. I've had one today. Have you? Yes. I had two in the Gold Coast and now I've had one this morning. I'm just so excited. I don't know if my bank account will be. Oh, get over it. I'm just pumped that we can do something else together. (laughs) (laughs) We can go get coffees. If you're a true no-timer, you'll have coffee, coffee, coffee. Yeah. And then? I'm not ready for wine, wine, wine. Come on. Look, Rafa drew on the walls in our spare bedroom. I saw that. Oh, mate. Honestly, (laughs) I thought she was napping. I was downstairs blissfully unaware that she had pulled out the textures from God knows where. I reckon she stashed them under the bed because I'm pretty anal about the textures being put away. That's why she stashed them. She's fucking clever. You take shit away from people. All they want's the thing you took away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so if you're like, no craft, no craft ever, nothing with mess. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to have a secret mess drawer in my room and mum's never going to find it. Well, she really fucked up our guest bedroom. Oh. The bedding in the spare bedroom is like this beautiful sort of grey blue base colour and then these white flowers. And I could just see her brain going, huh, <laughs> those white bits need colouring in. <laughs> She's a genius. She's a genius. So she filled out the whites on the doona oh and the doona cover and then she proceeded to move to the wall. And then there's more. Oh God. She unravelled an entire roll of toilet paper and oh. put it in the toilet. And Classic. Clogged. Yeah. Classic game. Has she ever unspooled an entire roll of sticky tape? Not yet. Oh, that's a fun game. My kids still love that. Oh God. <laughs> Is it fun? 
Uh, look, it gets you 15 minutes. It's like a hit. I'll take it. I'll take it. Do you know what else gets you 15, 20 minutes? What? Those packets of stick-on jewels. Oh, yeah. You know those? Yeah. They won quarantine for me. If I was just ever like, that's enough! I just pulled out the stick-on jewels, gave them each a packet. Do you reckon they give you more mileage than the standard sticker? Yes. Why? Yeah. You want to make it 20 minutes? Give them a mirror. Oh. And then they're at fucking Coachella. And they're just like, they just decorate their face, love themselves sick. It's great. It takes time to get them off the plastic and then on the face. Such a good thing if you just need a little bit of mama self-care. So the dear listeners are going to want to know. Yes. Last week's episode that dropped. Yep. We did a hypothetical on your holiday because yes. we pre-recorded the episode yes. before you went away, but then it aired after you came back. So my question is, one, how was your holiday? And then the follow-up questions are, <laughs> did your kids sleep through the night? Did they not fight once? Did you have an IV of Aperol straight into your arm 24-7? How was the swim-up pool bar and how was the weather? Was it 24 sunshine as you hoped? Yes, so we got 24 sunshine. I practically had an IV of Aperol spritz. If anyone follows my Instagram stories, I'm not even slightly sorry that you had to endure me. It was bliss being at the swim-up bar all Look, day, it was obnoxious day. posting. It was so obnoxious, but like suffer me or unfollow. That's just <laughs> how I want to live my life. <laughs> Look, it was hard in one way because my beautiful sister, not very well at the moment, couldn't join us. She actually was in hospital the whole time. We were very worried about her. And so that definitely took the edge off. But as you know, if you hype something up to kids for a long time, which we had, we really had to see it through. So we decided we'll stay, have a family holiday, the four of us, and just give the kids a really great time before we go back into term two. We really relaxed. Good. And just a quick shout out to Lou, because Lou's yeah. a dear listener. Well, she claims that she's the number one fan of our potty. <laughs> Hope you're doing okay, Lou. Lots of love. And I know that Lou would have wanted your kids to stay yes. and have a grand old time. Yes. And actually, I'm going to put in the show notes this week a little link to a fundraiser we're doing which is Lou Relevant my beautiful sister so please check that out if you have a sec but yeah it was such a moment because I realized we can go on a relaxing poolside holiday now because I don't have an 18 month old to chase around the pool edge both my kids can swim so we actually lay on bloody sun lounges and had drinks and read a book and also think while the kids played in the water and it was just like we've arrived. I feel like I've just jizzed my pants. She looks like it too. I, I'm like, <laughs> what? Is this around the corner for yes, me? Yes. I love how you threw out the 18 month reference because you know that's where I'm at. 18 months is just peak, isn't it? Where you just don't get to sit down. No, it's peak dependence. Yeah. It's feeding around the clock, ultimate snack bitch, trying to stop them from accidentally killing themselves dressing them all the time like this is the other thing all my kids ate for a week straight was either pizza calamari or hot chips or milkshakes and did i care No. no it was fine i don't think they even looked at a vegetable all week and it was fine you don't have that fear with a toddler of like oh will they sleep if i don't get all the things in and fill them up and ah they're not eating and oh i've got to shovel it in i literally just put a pizza in front of them and they didn't talk for 10 minutes and scoffed it but here's a big question Did they sleep through the night? Yeah, they slept really well because they would tuck it out. We didn't get back till like nine o'clock every night. So yes, they slept. We slept. We went to bed earlier than we do at home because you know when you're in a hotel, you kind of just all go to bed at the same time. (laughs) So I just feel really refreshed and just stoked to be at this place where we can finally holiday. I will say though, it is where white toddlers go to tantrum. Oh God. And where barefoot middle-aged men go to eat ice creams. (laughs) 
But I have to tell you, I have a new respect for a family with a sweet iPad set up. Is this something you witnessed? Well, you know, we all used to say, my kids will never watch a screen at a restaurant. They'll sit there and chat and learn the nuances of conversation. (laughs) Well, I witnessed some sweet setups when we were in Noosa. Educate me. The sweetest setup I saw was family of four, two kids. So two matching iPads, the same size with the same color cover. What were the kids, boys or girls or mixed gender? One of each. Great. This is a perfect scenario. Example for us. They said two blue covers on each of the iPads. So no one has the opportunity to be like, I want the blue one. You both get blue. Two sets of headphones, noise cancelling. Oh, genius. And then this cover was like a stand that sat on the table, didn't fall over and like knock over a drink. Just the sweetest setup. And these kids just sat there zombieing out drinking their chocolate milkshakes and the parents were talking, drinking wine, enjoying their food, loving life, disturbing no one. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Like, like I'm just, this is my new goals is to have two matching iPads with noise cancelling earphones. It's just now my like peak goal. So did you have an iPad set up? Yes, but we only have one iPad in our oh, stupid no. family. Rookie. Rookies. One would be on our phone and then we'd tether the iPad and if things were falling over. Nah, the... Oh, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. So we did a lot of like eating on the beach, but when we were in the restaurant, we had the phones ready to go. I'm all about a screen in a restaurant on a family holiday now. You know, I have such fond memories growing up of my mum having a all the rules go out the window when you're on holiday yes. like my mum was so big on of course you can have ice cream for breakfast yes. you're on holiday or have two ice creams yeah like my yeah. mum never cared she yeah. was like rules go out the window you do you my mum always comes from the philosophy of what does holiday mean to me yeah that means drinking all the wine indulging in all the decadent food yep and therefore kids should have the same you then self-regulate totally. as a child yeah mum was like you didn't then eat ice cream for breakfast lunch and dinner no. you had it for breakfast and then you were over it and then you felt like proper savory food at lunch yeah what happens in noosa stays in noosa exactly <laughs> i did really salute solidify my opinion that I never want another baby. Oh. Oh, just everywhere toddlers. Everywhere babies crying, making their parents leave the pool for a nap to go sit in a dark hotel room, having a tanty, not walking properly on the pavement. Just like, no, I was just so smug and so happy <laughs> to have an almost four-year-old and a six-year-old who could eat whatever, walk wherever, stay up all day, stay up into the night. Oh, heaven. Well, the fact that you even stayed in a hotel, like that is a dream Mm. that I have parked and shelved. Yes. We learned this lesson when we took Rafa to Thailand. Yeah. So we did two back-to-back locations and in one we had a pool villa. Yeah. Where it was like a hotel room with your own little pool. It was a like a plunge pool so cool. with outdoor day beds. Only in Southeast Asia. I know, right? <laughs> On a budget. And at that point, Rafa was doing three naps a day. She yeah. was three months old. So she was doing her morning, lunch and afternoon. But we were able to put her in the dark room. And you know what those places are like. They come prepped with block out blinds. Yeah. Make it so dark. She had air conditioning. Yeah. She was in a porticot and she slept like a dream. And Hubs and I had somewhere to go. Yeah. So we were just lying by the pool, reading books, listening to podcast ducking in and out for a swim yeah, we pre-prepped some snacks and yep. drinks and it was heaven next place we stayed at rookie was a resort where you had a hotel room so we were then doing this tag team of 
who gets to sit in the darkened hotel room while Rafa naps game. Yeah. And it sucks. It sucks. You don't see each other. You don't have fun. You've spent all this money to like sit in a dark room and try and nap yourself or scroll your phone or something. And, no. Yeah. And then on top of that, you're going to bed at like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Hotel rooms and little kids. It's just fucked. I mean, a few times I've put a port cot in the shower and chucked like towels over the shower to make it dark to try and create like another room for a baby. Smart. No, because then I lie in bed all night going... What if the shower just comes on? Or what if you need to pee? Yeah, well, how light are your babies sleeping? You know what babies are like. They're like, I'm out. No? Raph's easily disturbed, yeah, unfortunately. Right. And if you're peeing right next to their head. Exactly. <laughs> what if you need to do a poo? Oh, God. Then you're in all sorts of trouble. Don't take this podcast back to poo town, all right? You've had enough. I confess it's my default. <laughs> I'm cutting you off. We always said this podcast was about two besties talking shit. Well, you're taking that very literally. <laughs> I will tell you, though, every girl between the ages of four and nine in Australia is called Isla. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. But you knew this when you named her. No, I didn't. Because it's like the time. You know, you always think you're original at the time. You also thought you were original when you named Teddy Teddy. Did I? Yeah, I feel like I didn't think I was that original with Teddy. Anyway, Isla, we were like, it's the Scottish connection because Hubs is Scottish and so romantic. She was made on the Isle of Skye. Like, it was just so perfect. And then we're in the pool and it's like, Isla, Isla. And I was like, what? Huh? Oh, it's that other Isla who's eight. (laughs) (laughs) So, and every kid on the beach is Isla. Lots of Islas. Well, there's a reason why names move in trends and cycles. I know. There's a reason why our parent there are a million Kerrys in our parents' generation. And Jans. And Jans and Bruce's. Yep. And Bill's. <laughs> Andrews. Andrews. <laughs> and there's a reason why you don't hear any of those names in newborns these I know, days. But a lot of middle names. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine meeting a newborn now and it's like, this is baby Kerry. <laughs> It would be so weird. That's my mother-in-law's name, by the way. Shout out to Kez. Love you, Kez. Hi, Kerry. Oh, my God. This is our little baby Kerry. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can't see it. Or Bruce. This is Bruce. But it'll come back. Oh, they all do. Yeah. Like all those um, Downton Abbey names that came back a few years ago, like Edie, Ruthie, Beth. They were all our grandma's names when we were younger. Yeah, Audrey and Aubrey. Oh, love Audrey. Those are making a huge comeback. And Margot. But I know that that was made trendy by Margot Robbie. Yeah, exactly. But beautiful names. Gorgeous names. So I guess the days of Carrie and Bruce will return. <laughs> but what if we have grandchildren called Carrie and Bruce? Oh, my God. It could happen. See, this is probably why parents are always like, you named them what? Why? What do you mean you're calling your kid Ethel? Ethel. I like Ethel. You're kidding. Actually, I have to bring something up with you. Yeah. Do you remember what one of my other names for Isla was? And you were like, what? And you scoffed so hard. Oh, I think I remember. Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) What was it? Daphne. Daphne. And now it's back in vogue. It's so cool now. And I met a little baby Daphne the other day and I was like, I really loved that name and Jem shamed me out of it. I did. I shat all over it. You said you'd call her Daffers. (laughs) Well, no, I didn't say that. I said Daft Daphne. You did what your husband does to all your baby names to me. So I shelved Daphne. And do you know why I love Daphne? It's such a beautiful collection of letters. Like the D and the P and the H and the N. Oh, like writing that in cursive, dream. Well, now that the name Daphne is all over Bridgerton. Did you just add a syllable? <laughs> Daphne. <laughs> like daffodil? <laughs> or Stephanie? Daphne. <laughs> all right, Daphne.
Daphne. Good. <sighs> now, I can't get around the name. Daphne. It's beautiful. Is and now it? it's from Bridgerton. Do you know what names I'm into at the moment? What? It's along the same vein as Daphne, but I love the name Delphina. Oh, beautiful. And I've got a friend with a Delphina. And sometimes I have name envy. I'm like, ooh, mm. that's a good one. It sounds really Greek, though. Is it really Greek? I don't know. But they call her Delphi. Or oh, Delph, and I think that's so cute. Beautiful. Little Delphi. I think it's really intense when a child has a very ethnically specific name when they're not that ethnicity. Really? So I've got a friend, Athena. Yeah. i just obsessed with that name. It's such a beautiful name. But she's a super Greek, you know? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I could never call my little white half Scottish baby Athena. No, that's not weird to me. That's not weird to no. you? No. I just always think it's so funny when someone's got, like, a hard ethnicity name. And they're white. No, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just sounds. Each to their own. Yeah. All right. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Oh, I will say, though, I know we're getting back on a bit of a name train here, but because we were the couple in my family who were like, nope, we're keeping the baby name a secret. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of guesses mm-hmm. from my family and extended family about what we were going to name Rafa. Mm-hmm. My uncle was convinced that we were going to call her Ocean. Well, you do love the ocean. (laughs) Sure. We love the ocean. Look, I know ocean's a very popular name in Byron. No shade. Now I can't stop thinking about the Inspired Unemployed video where they talk about... Kale. Is Kale here? Yes. (laughs) Compass. Atlas. Compass. I could see why they'd think that. Your whole brand is like, we love the ocean. (laughs) But one of the names that was very nearly Rafa's name was Sailor. We talked oh, about this I and then you were that. like, Sailor Rooney is too close to Sailor, Sailor Moon, Moon. <laughs> yeah, um, which is kind of, I feel, a little bit more of an abstract love letter to our love of the ocean is the name Sailor because it's obviously associated with water and pioneering and adventure. And yeah, I love stuff. it. I love that name. Yeah. And she totally would have rocked that name. She actually. would suit Sailor. Rafa, she is. Indeed. And it's perfect. It is perfect for her. Um, She turned three. She did. She's, I have a three-year-old. Our baby's three. Once again, time feels warped. Yeah. And I'm shaking my fist at old father time. How Mm -hmm. dare you? Outsourced like a queen for the dream birthday party. I did. And I had to admit it on Instagram because everyone was giving me props on her party spread. And it was magnificent and epic, but none of it was done by me. Oh, I mean, I knew that. Of course. (laughs) When I called the company, just need to state that this was on Tuesday. Her party was on Saturday. Yeah, classic gem. Yep. When did you send out the invitation? And by invitation, I mean panicked text message to everyone you know. <laughs> like just like a couple of days before her like, party. It was like Wednesday. Yeah, I know. Okay, shush. <laughs> could anyone make it? I mean, I was just sunning myself in Queensland. You so. know what, Revs? Everyone could make it except <laughs> her godmother. <laughs> That's me. That's you. So, well, if you'd given me more warning. Oh, fuck off. You were never going to change your holiday <laughs> no. for Rafa's third birthday party. No, I wasn't. Nor would I ever expect you to or no. be offended. I know. All I can confirm is this is the only way I will be approaching a party from now on. Do they do trolls? Don't know. Because <laughs> I need help. I know. Teddy's party is coming up. It's like a week and a half away. Because <sighs> we live in an apartment, I booked the scout hall. Great. Awesome, except it's so terrifying, dark and ugly. And he wants a disco, as previously stated. Um, so then I went on Kmart and spent 90 bucks on, like, I don't know, rainbow foil curtains. Did you get glow sticks? Yes, I got glow sticks, but I still need disco lights. And I think I need someone to run games. 
oh god yeah no you need entertainment yeah it's what i can't okay and a, and a I cake would, like maybe i just do it all revs oh, i would doesn't sit right with me oh my god let go <laughs> i just want to do it for him do you know what no part of me felt like i needed to do anything <laughs> for rafa's party when they did the setup i was like holy shit yeah i would have done a tenth of what they delivered on the day yeah they'd be lucky to get half a zuper duper each exactly you were in charge exactly <laughs> by the time you spend trawling the internet trying to find this yeah and then trawling the internet to find that and then running to kmart and then running to ring mall know, and da, 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 da. like all that time you you spend a hundred bucks at kmart a hundred bucks at the food shop a hundred bucks in the venue and then you're halfway there just outsourcing the whole thing exactly yes you're right but entertainment i will put my foot down you need to book because okay. it is the gift that you give to parents yeah. for showing up on a fucking weekend to yeah. a kid's fucking birthday party. Oh, and I'll have the booze. Of course you will. What, what booze are we all into at 11.30 on a Sunday? <laughs> Aperol spritz. You reckon? Feeling like, what about like Irish coffees? <laughs> <laughs> like a hot espresso martini. I don't know. I'll work it out. Okay, a few retractions. Oh, okay. <sighs> You're not dowdy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, you're not. Just because you got called out by the good mum. The good mum called me out. She said I went a step too far calling you dowdy. I think the world of Instagram might have to agree. I feel like they were like, oh my God, if Rev thinks Jem is dowdy, what would she think of me? Vibes. <laughs> Everyone has sent so many cool recommendations for where to shop to not be dowdy and mumsy. Yeah, and you shared them beautifully on the gram. But I'm sorry I called you dowdy. You're actually, I'm just looking at you in your leggings and you've got a tight fucking bod under those sack dresses. That's all. I'm just done with objectifying you now. <laughs> As you were. Ah, thanks, babe. I mean, I own my dowdiness. I own the stage I'm in. Yes. I have you to look to (laughs) for what I'm in for in the future. Right now. Dear listeners. Hot mess. Revs is literally in daggy activewear. I am. It's not even nice activewear. No, it's not. There's not a Lululemon in sight. Nope. It's like COVID vibes. But I do have my keep cup in. <gasps> oh, we need to talk about this. I know. I need to update everyone. So I don't know what was wrong with me, but I couldn't get my shit together. And then finally I was like, okay, all right, I need to buy tampons and I'm not going to buy tampons again. I'm going to go and I'm going to buy a cup and I've done it. Oh my God, what was I waiting for? Can I just jump in quickly? Yes. Because there's a lot of people who sit in the same boat as yes. you yeah. in that they've gone and purchased a period cup. Yeah. And they've just suffered a bit of, I can't do it. Yeah. And so they just go, next cycle. Yeah, yeah, Next cycle. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. And then the thing that they purchase just sits there in the cupboard or on the shelf. Yeah. And don't you agree with me, Revs? You do need to do some mental psyching up. Yeah, but I needn't needn't have. It was so easy. No, I know that. But I was the same as you, where I got my better cup. Yeah. And I put it off for like three months. And then I had the same situation as you, where I had ran out of tampons. And I was like, Jem, you promised yourself you weren't going to spend money on this yeah if there are any dear listeners out there who are feeling hesitant feeling a bit scared we get it yeah but you will thank yourself it's just so much easier i know this is what i've been saying i know i know i've got to start listening to you so i wanted (laughs) i wanted to try the better cup but i wasn't organized and i didn't put an order in and it was like you know there's no you can't wait i'm bleeding so off i went to chemist warehouse and i got the diva cup oh yeah it's like $54. Great. I mean, you could spend that on, what, two or three packets of tampons. So, done. No, that's not true. No? 
Tampons are like eight dollars. What? What shitty tampons do you buy? Tampax. Tampa No, tampons are like fourteen dollars. Really? Yeah, I've always bought the organic Tom's ones. Oh my god, I feel like I'm gonna spiral into a conversation about pink tax. Yeah, totally. But Seriously. I thought fifty four dollars is something you can use for years. No, I am all about that. But yeah. Wait, are tampons? Uh, this is how long it's been since I've bought tampons yeah. that I've forgotten how much they cost. Are they seriously like fifteen bucks a packet? Yeah, almost uh, under. I think it's like thirteen or fourteen dollars. I'm the ones still flabbergasted. I know, it's ridiculous. I went home, I boiled it on the stove, whatever. Yep. I have been told you've got to watch that because some people have boiled theirs down. Oh, God. <laughs> like, forgotten that their pot was on the stove and melted their keep cup. Anyway, you know me, I don't really read instructions, I don't read reviews. I just kind of thought, oh, Jem said something about a tulip, so I had a bit of a go, <laughs> just making it up myself. Chucked it in. Uh, the first time it didn't seal. Yeah. So you have to do the rotation, the 360 rotation. Yeah. Which was just so fun. But I also found if I didn't fold it as hard, if I just folded it enough to get in and then it let open up and then just give it a little twist. That sound. It's so good. It's great. I didn't even find it hard to get out. But like did you, you. not find... Wait, whoa, 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 what? It wasn't even hard to get out. You told me the trick that you bear down. Yes. Yeah, so I did that. And out it came. And out it came. It's the first time you really get to see your bodily fluid. Love it. No, I know, I know, I know. You say that with a grimace on your face, but... Think about it. When it's in a, ta- it looks nothing like no. how it changes when it's absorbed into a tampon yeah. or a pad. Yeah, it's ju- it's literally a cup of your menstruation. <laughs> oh my god! Hope no one's eating. <laughs> but don't. Well, no, no, whatever. It's okay. not. It's not gross. Like, okay, it's but just answer normal. me this. Yeah. It's less than what you think. Way less than what you think. Yeah. Like I remember. You think you're hemorrhaging. <laughs> totally. And Rev said to me, she was like, babe. I don't think a keep cup will hold my no. gates of hell period flow. Yeah. And I was like, it will. Yeah, and, it does. And tell me, how long did you wear it for? A whole damn day. Exactly. It's so good. I'm such a fan. And now I'm going to be telling everyone who'll listen to you know, stick a keep cup up there. Oh, my God. I know. I'm on board. I still want to try the better cup. Now I need to know the best cup. I will say better cup is very good. I'm intrigued with Tom's. Oh, yeah. Only because, <laughs> this is really lame but it's in my palette. Oh my God. The cup isn't though. No, it is. Oh, is it? It's like a really beautiful, soft, nudie pink color. Cool. And I'm into it. <laughs> no one can see it. <laughs> but I know it's there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, I'm a really big fan of the Diva Cup. And so much better for the environment. Oh, I just feel so smug now. Sealed up and smug. <laughs> One more update and then we'll get on to what we don't have time for. I know we've been gas bagging today. A lot of people slid into the DMs and said, can you please tell us your friend who said I want to be engaged within 12 months? Remember that story? Yes. So just to give any dear listeners who missed last week's episode, we were talking about a friend of Revs's who told her partner that I want to be married. I want to have kids. Just taking ownership of what she wants in life. She did essentially give her partner an ultimatum and say, if we're not engaged by this date, then happy to go our separate ways because obviously we don't want the same things in life. Yeah. And we were just talking about it's cool when people take charge of their life and they don't just wait around to be chosen. They action what they want. And I just think it's very cool and empowering and sexy when people do that. Anyway, we didn't finish the story. We didn't. I set it all up and I was like, yeah, how cool is that? It's cool because he proposed before the deadline and they have two kids and they're happy and all's well. And it all worked out and they're like very much in love and it was, she didn't force him into anything. Like it's just a cool situation. So I wanted to give everyone the end to that story because a lot of people have been like, so 
did he propose? Yes. <laughs> Which I guess is probably problematic in itself. On this note, though, I do want to kind of expand on this a little bit. I'm so ready to see the whole cliche of men proposing to women to be done <gasps> by the time Rafa grows up. I was just talking to a girlfriend about this this morning. Don't you agree? Yes. Like, I, I can say this, honestly, but we have a few friends in our friendship circle who waited way longer than they wanted to for their partners to be ready Mm -hmm. in inverted commas whatever the fuck that means just putting up with a lot of shitty feelings of waiting and wondering when the next steps in their lives are going to happen yeah and why does it boil down to their decisions well it's probably a lot of internalized misogyny that we all have absolutely and then there's that mythology of like well you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you I know it shouldn't just work in one gender direction it shouldn't be women saying well if he doesn't want to be with me then I don't want to be with him. That should just be a decision that you make together and a discussion. Yeah, but then there's that shitty thing where women feel like, like Revs, you remember when I was with my ex, Mm -hmm. I shelved the idea of marriage as a way of Mm self-preservation because... He wasn't proposing. He wasn't proposing. The carrot was being dangled Mm. all the time. Mm And yet no proposal to follow it up. And then I just got to this point of going, oh, no, marriage is no big deal. But I don't even want it. I don't even want it. But deep down, of course I did. Yeah. Thank God it didn't happen in the end. Worked out in my favor ultimately. But I know what it feels like to sit in that shitty waiting game. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I don't want to be pushy. Then I'm kind of annoyed that I'm having to wait. And mm. that sucks. Mm-hmm. And I just I just feel like this tradition's got to go. Yeah, I think it will. I mean, our generation's in a really awkward moment in feminism in some ways because we've all woken up. Yeah. There's a reckoning happening. We're all a bit like, well, that's weird and shit and why should we have to do that? However, we've grown up witnessing specific roles and ways of doing life that we're all reenacting and going through the motions and and you think you want things because that's how you grow up in the world and what you see. And then I guess at some point you go, do I want that? Yeah. Like, does it have to be that way? Do I want that for my daughter? Do I want that for my son? Yeah. It's almost a symptom of witnessing what's been modelled. Yeah. I had a big revelation when Hubs and I were planning our wedding where I was suddenly like doing the box ticking. So we need the ceremony and then in the ceremony we need X amount of poems and we need, you know, like all those things. And I remember getting to the cake bit where we were like, okay, what cake are we going to have? And I remember saying to Hubs, what the fuck does a cake mean? Yeah, we didn't have a cake. What is the point of a crazy expensive wedding cake? But I actually didn't also understand the purpose of the cake cutting. Yeah. And we don't ask those questions anymore. No, we just think it's a photo. We just think, (laughs) exactly. And I assure you, in all of my years of being a wedding photographer, the cake cutting moment photo. It's never great. But it's never one that's like framed no. or makes the cover of your wedding album. Yeah. I said, well, do we need a cake? And he was like, oh, I can live without cake. So we just didn't have cake. We didn't have a first dance. I mean, we had a first dance, but we didn't have the like, everyone gather around, be quiet and watch us dance because we're awkward dancers. So we were like, why would we put ourselves through that? Well, this is Put it. ourselves or anyone else through that. Yeah. And I think with raising Rafa and Iggy, I've been thinking about this lately. I really want to teach them to think for themselves. Yeah, I know. To really ask, well, why am I doing this? What am I doing this for? But you know how you're going to teach them that? How? By modeling. Modeling it. Of course. You've always got a question. Do we need to do that? 
why do we need to do it that way? Does it have to be done that way? I don't yet know how to model that in day-to-day life. I will say that I do feel like I model that in business. Yeah, you do. The origins of how I approach everything in business is how can I do it differently Mm -hmm. to what's already out there. I think our kids will charge on and do things differently to us. And every kid questions things. That's what the teenage years are for, right? Like questioning, why does it have to be this way? Why can't it be this way? And I guess you can celebrate that when you get there. It might be a bit scary to be like, yeah, I guess it doesn't have to be that way. But if you can encourage thinking differently and outside the box and all that stuff, then that's where it probably starts. Absolutely. But I do think something happens where that right curiosity questioning that Mm. happens in your teens somehow gets watered down when you hit the stage of life of having a family and then you fall into the trappings of, oh, I need to get married and then have kids and then buy a property and get mortgaged up. Then you're on the hamster wheel. Yeah. Then I have my midlife crisis. Exactly. (laughs) Then I have a full breakdown. Where does it change? Why does the rebellious attitude or way of thinking evaporate I don't know I don't have the answer because then suddenly that's when I feel like oh I'm a grown-up you know when you're like 15 and you look at a 30 year old and you're like oh my god they're so old old as fuck and then we reach 30 and we Mm. were like I don't feel any different no but then actually we are very different what's the cycle where you actually are completely different cells Oh, I didn't know that was a oh, thing. I think it's seven years. Oh. I think every seven years you are actually, because your cells regenerate or whatever, and yeah. you're like, you're literally no, not a single cell from your former self exists anymore. You've completely regenerated into a new being. Now, with the power of editing, you can jump on Google now and we can make this instant. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. Guys, every seven years you're completely new cells. It is. It's every seven years. Wow. Every cell in your body has been replaced by a new cell within seven years. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know like the renewing point so I can go, I've got oh. two years left of this current set of cells oh. and in two years time, I'm going to be refreshed. Download complete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all updated. Well, wouldn't it be just your age divided by seven? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Did I just out you? I was just about what to say, hell? I am shook. All right. So we're 35. Divide by seven. I should know that. Five. We've had five lives. Love it. So where does that mean we're at? Oh, no. This is the year. We're in a just fresh. Oh, we are. Oh, we're in new cells. We're new. We're all new. Which is so fitting for me because remember right at the start of this year in the first episode, I was like, this is my year of growth. Well, there you go. It's actually, you've actually finished. (laughs) (laughs) You're at the start of a seven year growth. (laughs) I love that. In seven years time, that'll be a year of growth. Now I do feel an overwhelming need to expand on a few topics that we did touch on last week. Okay. I know we talked about some people that we know who are going it alone on the parent route. Yes. Just back on that, what I found really interesting about one particular person I know who's going it alone, choosing to be a single mother with a sperm donor, one of the things that I found really fascinating is that her parents sat her down and said, we're worried about you before the baby was even a twinkle in her eye. And I think at this stage she was about 35, but her parents sat her down and said, look, we're just worried. You're single. You haven't found a life partner. Are you happy? And then they were audacious enough to then say, we're just worried we're never going to have grandchildren. 
children. Oh. And I'm sure there's lots of people out there who fall under this pressure pit. She went back to them and said, guys, you need to redefine success and happiness because she said, yeah, I'm 35. I'm single, but I choose to be single because yeah. I choose not to settle. Oh. And then she said, I have a thriving career. I have bought a property wow. on my own and I have an incredible group of friends. I mean, what more could you want to call success? Exactly. And she said, I am happy. Yeah. So I, back off, bitches. I don't need a partner <laughs> no, to be happy. No. So worry not. Yeah. I'm happy. <gasps> and look, you can't blame the parents. They belong to a generation of box ticking. And it must have been a really empowering moment for her to be able to voice that and put words around that feeling. Because how cool. Exactly. And then she addressed the issue of them worrying about not getting to be grandparents. And she said to them, if you really want grandchildren, I've thought about raising a child alone, but will you co-parent? Oh. Seeing as this is something that you desire Whoa. so badly. Yeah. Co-parent. Yeah, co-parent, which I think is amazing. Sure. Because it means that she can go back to work yep. and look after the financial side of things that come with raising a kid. She can rely on her parents as co-parents slash grandparents. So many questions. Yes. I don't, I don't have all the answers. How old are they? Our parents' age. So they, 60? I'd say early 60s. Okay. Does it matter? Well, they get tired. <laughs> sure. They need breaks. I know, but the difference is, is they're a two for one. If you're co-parenting with your parents, plural, right. it's almost like having three, three parents. parents. Yeah. Well, what did they say? Well, they said yes. Fuck! How cool! I know! It's awesome. Are they going to live together? Yeah. They're all going to live together. They're all going to live together. Wow. Yeah. I think it's a brilliant setup. I love this. Yeah. I guess the point of me bringing this up is there are so many ways that you can skin a cat. Yeah. You know? So many ways to live your life. It yes. doesn't have to be the straightforward, what everyone thinks you should do or what you're currently doing way of living your life. Yes. There are many ways to live and be and, happy. And I think I've been getting hectically existential about like, what am I here on this earth for? What do I, like yeah. life is short. We have one life. What do I want? Yeah. I remember there was sort of that work-life balance literally hanging in the balance of my yeah. thoughts. Like, yeah. what am I working for? Da, 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 da. Yeah. And I was able to sort of distill my thoughts down to the fact that actually working is my purpose and my passion and therefore my happiness. So yeah. that's not something that I want to give up. But I also want to get better at enjoying my children. Then I started to craft, well, what does the life of my dreams look like? And that means working for myself, but not working to a point where I feel overwhelmed and dead inside. And for me, I worked out that my my biggest goal and focus is working to create a life that I can share with my loved ones. And that includes friends. And I, I don't know, like if we're going to bring it into real life scenarios, it's like hosting barbecues with all of my friends and all of their kids and just building those memories and creating a foundation of a community like that's what I realize I'm working towards yeah this is the thing I said to a girlfriend of mine recently who was having a bit of a rough time and she was thinking I should this and I should that and blah 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 and I said what do you want because that will out whether you like it or not at some point you have to face what you really want and it's either going to come out when you can address it and face it and deal with it, or you're going to have a full breakdown because yeah. what you really want is not being let out. Yes. So the quicker you face what you want, the quicker you can like... Start taking the steps to achieving it? Yes. Yeah. Wow. We, we suddenly got really deep, but I've been... We sound like we're trying to help people. <laughs> we're not! <laughs> I guess, I don't know. 
I'm just enjoying riffing on this idea because I think we've all experienced it when you've set a goal and then you reach it and then you go, oh, oh doesn't feel like I thought it would. Yeah. yeah. Like if it was good. I'm glad I did that. But uh, next. Wasn't all, yeah. And then <laughs> next. And then this grass is always greener mentality, this endless striving. What is it all for? So mm. I've, I guess I've just been trying to bring myself back into alignment yeah. with goal setting for midterm, long term, but then also put a cap on it. Like what is the end goal? Yeah. You can have your long-term goals, but what is the ultimate end goal Mm. and work towards that and stop trying to chase something beyond that? I don't know. I'm just all about mindfulness and presence and contentment. This week. Last week, you're like, I'm so tired. I, know. I just want to sleep one night. <laughs> now you're like, now I've worked out the meaning of life. <laughs> you ready? Here it is. <laughs> Cap it. Is this the coffee talking? Oh my God. Coffee's given you clarity. I think you're Let's right. Let's get you on the wines. No, I'm not ready. I'm scared that I'll spiral with wine. What do you mean? I just can see. It won't s- let you. You'll vomit before you spiral. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a fair call. <laughs> it caps it. Look, I've just started on my weak mocha. Baby steps. I'm trying to think what kind of gateway drink I could give you. Because wine's pretty hectic. If you've not been a wine drinker ever, to start now is, you know. I could make you a spritz. Like a sweet spritz. I'm I'm more in the zest camp. All right, zest. We could do like a... Oh, we could do like a whiskey sour spritz. But you know what my golden rule is? What? I can't taste the alcohol. I have to not be able to taste the alcohol. Challenge accepted. Because if I can, my tonsils will do that thing and reject it. It needs to be so heavily disguised, but Jem's version of disguise. Because you've handed me drinks and you're like, babe, you won't taste the alcohol. And then I have a sip and I'm like, fucking, did you just give me petrol? You need to meet me halfway. Nah. Heavily disguised flavours or I'm not having a bar of it. All right. Challenge accepted. Now, listen, what don't you have time for? For fuck's sake. It's you. Oh, do you know what I don't have time for? (laughs) What don't you have time for? Fucking ghosts turning up in my videos. Dude, we need to talk about this. Now, dear listeners, if you don't know what we're referencing, it was on Revs' Instagram. We'll be sure to add it to the We Don't Have Time for This Instagram and the Dear Listeners Facebook group. Yes. I I have no words because when you shared it on your stories, I was legit like, what the actual fuck? And the answer is I don't know. There was no one there. So basically it's my kids running on the beach at night and I was just filming them being stupid with each other. And I put it up on my stories, went to bed, didn't think about it, woke up in the morning to like 17 DMs from people being like, ah, what is in the top left corner? And I was like, what? And then some people even circled it for me and sent me a screenshot. And I went back and watched my story and it's only what could be described as a ghoul. Yes, I was going to say it was very Lord of the Ringsy CGI character. Very, very Pirates of the Caribbean. Some kind of ghoul crawling out of the water up the beach towards us. I can't even. I've got goosebumps. I can't even. And I've watched it a million times. I'm telling you guys, yes, I have video editing skills, but I could not after effects a ghoul into my holiday snaps. I don't know what it is. And I wigged out when you shared it on Instagram. I was like, oh, this is too fucking real. I'm I'm half Thai. Yeah. And if you know a Thai person, you know that we believe very hectically in ghosts. Like every single box office smash hit horror film in Thailand is 
always to do with ghosts. Right. Thai people love it. We froth on it. Is it in the cultural mythology Yes. Or like we really believe in spirits and ghosts okay. and the presence of them. Okay. And that ghosts can fuck you up. Is it the classic, a ghost is here because they haven't moved on and they've got unfinished business? Well, I think in Buddhism, there's a huge belief in um, reincarnation yeah. and the afterlife and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of the root of where it comes from. I mean... I've got a hectic story. I know you do. Please share it so I don't have to be the only one who knows this story and bear it alone. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some dear listeners with their like skeptic hats on Did where you they're like, "What the lights are doing? No, the lights are fucking flickering in here now." Oh, fuck me. Okay, well, dear listeners, we used to live in Manly in a two-bedroom apartment and Rafa was shafted into her own room at four months old and we had this weird thing where Hubs and I would get into an argument where in the middle of the night, one of us would go to the bathroom and the light in Rafa's room would be on. Like the main wired-in light. Yeah, the wired-in light. And this would be at like 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. And every time one of us would be like, dude, you, why did you turn Rafa's bedroom light on? And then, oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> the light just flickered what again. I can't deal. What the fuck? Dude, Jen? I saw that. I'm that genuinely was... scared so... in this cupboard. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, okay. Shake it off. It's just, it's just weird northern beaches electricity. Okay, we'll just go with that thought. Anyway. Hubs and I were like, that's so weird. It's like daylight in her bedroom. And we were like, oh, that's so weird. One of us must have forgotten to turn the lights off. Who fucking forgets to turn a light off? A bright light when there's a baby involved. If anything, you're trying to make everything dark. Exactly. So it didn't make sense. We didn't think much of it. I would say it happened maybe three times over the course of the year that we were living there. In the apartment. So you'd wake up and you'd be like, oh, her light's on again. Yes. And this is when Rafa was four or five months old, swaddled in a sack. Yeah. Yep. And asleep the whole time, right? Like she didn't wake up. Yep. Okay. So there's no way she got out of bed and turned the light on. No way. And your hubs isn't a sleepwalker? Nope. You're not a sleepwalker? Nope. So unexplained weird electrical wiring. Correct. Cut to we moved. I can't. I just can't <laughs> deal with this story. Let me just pause before you tell the rest of the story. And dear listeners, I knew that story for years. When Jen was living in that house, she told me that story and I thought, oh, weird, strange. Anyway. Well, we put it down to like the wiring in the building. Yeah. Because it's an old apartment And building. it's an apartment block so someone could do something in another apartment that triggers your, whatever. It made sense to us to say the fuses were fucked up. Yeah. Cut to, <sighs> we moved to our family house in Freshwater. You all know where this is going. You know where it's going. But Hubs and I were downstairs watching TV and Rafa had been in bed for three hours at this point. She's out cold, fast asleep. And I went upstairs to check on her. I don't know what came over me, but I was just like, I'm just going to go upstairs and check that she is asleep. Her room's at the end of a hallway. The lights were all off upstairs. It was like broad fucking daylight from under her door. Oh my God. It was the creepiest. I fucking can't. It was the creepiest thing I have ever experienced. And everything in you must have been like, no, not I'm- again. I'm not going to lie, but my head went to some dark places. Yeah. Someone's come in. I know. I know. This is really heavy, but there's a real Mm. feeling of safety in apartment living. Totally. That you lose when you move to a house. I fucking freaked out. I freaked out to a point where my first instinct wasn't even to run and open her bedroom to check that she was in there. I ran downstairs and I said, babe. 
did you leave the light on in Rafa's room? And he's like, no, why is it happening again? I was like, yeah. And I was like, and I'm so spooked by it. I can't even go into her room. Yeah. So he walked upstairs and then we were like scaring each other. He was like, I can't. And I was like, you can't be scared. He's like, I am. And I was like, anyway, we went into her room. She was thankfully fine. She was asleep in her cot. But yes, the light was on full bright maximum light. This is where it gets even more awkward. The lights in her room are dimmer lights. So there's one of those spinning dials. Before bed, we read her a bedtime story and we set the dimmer to the lowest setting. Because you know at night, (laughs) lights are really bright. Yeah, exactly. So we create that moody light. We do it every night religiously. Not only were her lights on, but they had been turned up to full volume (laughs) brightness. No! 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 I know. Someone give me an answer. No! Is it just standard electrics? Like, this is never... No, it's not standard electrics. You're haunted. Rafa has some kind of spirit. Well, Hubs was like, nah, there's something about Rafa. And my husband, you know my husband. He is the most straight-laced, cynical. He's so far from... the opposite of woo-woo? Like, but even he was like, there's something about Raf, babe. There's something about Raf. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, is she Magneto? (gasps) I prefer that to a ghost. (laughs) I know. Well, I had to. I'd prefer she was like a mutant. Yes! (laughs) I got all X-Men because I was like, I can handle that. I can't handle ghost theories. Yeah, we can take special powers. We can't take hanging around spirits. So, dear listeners, if you're going to start questioning the electrics, which is fine, because I've I've been there myself, this has never happened before, and it just consistently happens with Rafa. We tried, didn't we, to justify it? We were like, it's the sound machine. There's something wrong with the sound machine. Yes, because we were trying to work out what had been in the apartment and the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the truth is, it's just Rafa. I know. I don't know. Look. They say kids see things. Isla one. I've told you the bathroom story. You have. But you need to share it with the dear listeners. So in our old house, our family bathroom looked onto the big kitchen area. I got Isla out of the bath one day and I was drying her with a towel or whatever. There was no one else home, just me and Isla. And she turned her head and looked into the kitchen and like furrowed her brow and was like cocking her head looking at something. And I said, what's up, baby? And she goes, who's that? And I looked. No one there. I can't deal. And she looks back at me and she goes, nothing, mummy. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) I "I can't. That's it, though. Nothing else has happened. But I have a secondhand story that's worse. Oh, God, what? Okay, so family friends. They had a little girl and for years she had an imaginary friend. Isla has an imaginary friend. I was going to say, I love Isla's imaginary friend. Her name's Cammie. She's little. She sits in Isla's hair. She's been with us for... Oh, four or five years, like a long time. She came with us home from Scotland. <laughs> Yay, Cammy. Been part of our family for ages. She's very unthreatening. She's small, lives in Isla's hair, as I said. It's probably a knit. <laughs> anyway, their little girl had an imaginary friend called Zoe. And she had her for a long time. And it was always really cute. It's like, oh, is Zoe here? Oh, that's so fun. Whatever. The little girl grows up and they're all sitting around as a family having a movie night. Just have to say my heart's racing. because I know this story. No, I don't know this story. Oh, you don't? No. Holy shit. Okay. Zoe used to live in the little girl's cupboard. So little girl grows up and she's now 11 and the whole family is sitting. I don't. I can't. Fuck off lights. Guys, the lights keep changing. The weirdest thing, dear listeners. Sorry. I know we're not doing a great job at telling stories today because we just keep flipping out over the lights. But Revs and I record in my wardrobe every Every week. week. And this is the first time that the lights are just changing. We are grown-ass women. (laughs) 
a ghost is no match for us. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> Guys, the lights in the cupboard just brightened to a level that I've never seen this wardrobe. If this podcast hit. file makes it to air, I'll be amazed. <laughs> okay, back to the story. So the girl grows up. She's 11 now, and they're all sitting around for a family movie night, and they were watching pay TV, and you know how they have those packages before the movie starts where it's like an ad for Foxtel Movies, and it's got 16 or 17 different movies supercut together? Yes. It's like one about horror movies. Oh my God, I feel like I know where you're going with this. Anyway, and there's a clip from The Ring. I knew it. The girl from The Ring crawling towards the camera, you know, with the hair over her face, everything. Don't fucking tell me. The girl in the family points at the TV and goes, Zoe! (gasps) I can't! And the whole family just turns grey and feels sick and is like, what? So obviously this little girl had never seen The Ring before when she was like two and had Zoe in her cupboard. Nah. Nah, nah, not okay with it. And they can't get over it. Zoe had left their lives years before, so they were like, what the The fuck? fuck? But she wasn't scared of her or anything. Like, Zoe was her mate. Oh, God. Nah. Nah. (laughs) This episode is just called Nah. Nah. (laughs) Okay, I need to talk about something light. Yep. And silly, it's like whenever I used to watch a really heavy, heavy show or movie, I would just go to sleep watching a Family Guy episode just to like... You love your Family Guy. I do. (laughs) Quick. What? Give me something. Oh, I thought you had something. (laughs) Oh, you want me to bring something light now. I'm in such a dark place right now. I know. It's getting getting a bit shivery. We got to bounce this off. My instinct is to say, guys, if you know what's going on with Rafa's lights, like let us know. But I don't really know if we want to know. No. I said, bring some levity back into my life. Right, right, right. Well, I know. The dear listeners love your laugh. Have you seen those DMs? Oh, that I sound like Jim Carrey. No, not Jim Carrey. Oh, what? There's a comedian that laughs like this. (laughs) Ha, ha. And they think you sound like him. Jim Carr. Oh. Jim Carr, not Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, I've actually had a few people slide in. I'm sick of saying slide in. I've Why? had a few people like skate into my DMs. <laughs> it doesn't quite have the same <laughs> So this guy skated into my DMs. <laughs> did a hectic double twirl and sent me a dick pic. I've had one person skate in. <laughs> You're going to try and make I'm this happen, try. aren't you? It's not going to work. I had one person slip in. That just sounds so sexual. Just the tip. Just the tip. I've had, you sound like Jim Carrey. I've had, you sound like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. Apparently. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you do. You do. It's iconic. It's iconic. <laughs> I don't know why I do it. It's just you, babe. No, I think it's a thing that I do for the podcast. Oh, dear. Is How it? to break it to you? No. It's okay. your laugh, honey. <laughs> Oh, someone do a supercut of all Gem's hilarious laughs. Skate on into my DMs and share that with me. All right, let's do some not sponsored and just shake this off. Deal. I'd rather see your ghost than have a piece of toast. I'm changing. I don't think that's right. No, I'm changing that lyric. No, it's, I think it's, I've never seen a ghost. Always have a piece of toast. No, that's not it. No. I'd, I think it's rather see a ghost than have... <laughs> I've got it here. I've... <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I can't believe people are paying to have ads on this podcast. <laughs> I know. What kind of snake oil are we peddling? All right, how's it go? <laughs> 
Okay. I'll take you up on a day. Okay, ready? Anytime, anywhere. It goes, I don't want to see a ghost. It's a sight that I fear most. Rather have a piece of toast. Watch the evening news. Life. Whole life. Whole life. <laughs> oh, God. Because, dear listeners, when we did the Life or Life episode, I edited that one and put it up, and Jem didn't even listen to it before it went live, which is a big deal. And she called me, and she's like, um, I can't sing anymore. She's like, not only can I not sing, I can't harmonize. I can't hold a damn tune. I'm so pitchy. You're pitchy and coral. Just to add to Dowdy. Dowdy and pitchy. The Gemma Peanut story. <laughs> life, oh life, oh. I can't. You're never going to hit it if you try. You harmonize me. Okay. Life. <laughs> It's the fucking note, and then I'll try. No, I think I, I mean you've got to give me a good base. No, Revs, I think I'm tone deaf. I think I've become tone deaf. Don't become tone deaf. No, seriously. Sing the melody, and I'll harmonize. Okay. <laughs> do 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 life or life or life. We can't sing. It's collective. Cut the live shows. Cancel it all. Shut it down. <clears throat> anyway, back to hashtag not spawn. Are we doing hashtag not spawn? Or are we just going to string the dear listeners along on our revelation that we can't sing anymore? If Mrs. Perjury is listening, she's um, having conniptions. She's arching her hand and saying, get on top of the note. Get on top of the note. Too niched. <laughs> the deal is that's, that's a joke that five people in the whole world would appreciate. <laughs> Mrs. Sergio was a choir teacher at school. We can't just make this Hey, podcast. everyone, everyone has a Mrs. Sergio. We can't just make this podcast for our school friends. We need to think bigger, friends. <laughs> we need to think bigger. Think bigger than the five choir friends. We need to be more inclusive. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Not Pull spun. it together. Not spunny. Yep. I've got one. It's a real come down. No, you. <laughs> does, does, does your kid have eczema? I have the eczema. I'm not even joking. No, this is getting too loose. Come okay, on. What's your, right. what's, Tighten it up. What's your real hashtag not sponsored? My kid cup's going to fall out. I'm actually serious. If you have a kid with eczema. This <laughs> no, that can't be on not sponsored. It is. It's really good. It's such a come down. Let me help the people with eczema. Okay. Guys, if you have a kid with eczema, you'll know the pain of their pain and the scaliness and the scabbiness and the soreness. My teddy has eczema. I've tried everything, including prescription stuff, steroids, all the ointments, all the creams, all the baths, all the oats. When I was away on holiday, I forgot to bring the cream that I've always used. So I went to the chemist and I picked up Dermavine Eczema Cream. I got the 100 mils. It's $9. There's also an ointment and I'm obviously going to get this stuff in the truckloads because overnight it got rid of a patch of eczema that Teddy's had on his face for two months. Oh, wow. Overnight. And I literally had put prescription ointments and it steroids and things in there and it would not budge. And I put this on gone in the morning. Oh, amazing. So if you have a kid with eczema, you will understand the frustration of this thing that is just so hard to kick. So Dermavine eczema cream. There is also an ointment, but I'm only endorsing personally the cream. I know before I've said also that Go To Face Hero also works on eczema. It does. So every third night, I just put drops of that in the eczema cream to bolster it. But honestly, this 
I think I'm just going to be a cream girl from now on. Good. I'm relieved. I'm relieved for you. Because we're going into winter and he, he, it gets so sore. It gets sore in the sun. It gets sore in the sea, in the pool. Like it's such a thing for him. So darling. I'm just stoked to have found this product. How bloody good. That's a good record. That's a good record. Lots of you will have kitties or yourself with eczema. So there you go. I'm quite stoked about mine. Okay. I have an Instagram record. Okay. An account? Yes. So no money required for this week's Not Spawny from Me. It might come across a bit niche. Mm Mm-hmm. There will be a particular group of people who will enjoy this Instagram account more than others. Is it at Mrs. Perdrio? <laughs> no! <laughs> at Mrs. Perdrio underscore choir. It's not that niche. So you know how ages ago you recommended an Instagram page called Celeb Spellcheck? <sighs> R.I.P. R.I.P. It's gone. She's taken it down. For, Shut it down. For a number of reasons, which is fine. I respect that. I but don't I, bring it back. Well, you might enjoy this then. All right. But then you might not because you're not, you don't have the experience that's required to really really appreciate this Instagram page. What the fuck? What shade are you throwing me? Yeah, I wasn't kidding when I said this was semi-niche. Okay, continue. What is it? People who are good with money. <laughs> <laughs> Dying. What is it? It's not that. <laughs> it's called <clears throat> At Models Doing Ballet. Okay. Anyone who has a dance background, you will fucking love this page. Oh, because they can't do ballet. Correct. Oh, the profile picture's Kendall Jenner. Yes. So it's anytime a brand has hired a model for a campaign, but they want it to be themed ballet. So they, I'm into this. Yeah, it's so good. Follow. It's brilliant. The tagline is just stop. Hire dancers. <laughs> yes. And they zoom in on the awkward toes I mean, that's and feet. Niche. I, don't, I don't see what's wrong with those feet. Oh my or God, hands. what? I don't really see it. Okay. Educate me. This is like a scenario, Revs. When you take your kids to a Pixar movie and they have the kid humour and then they have the adult humour, which is an extra layer. Sure. If you have a ballet background, (laughs) you get to be the adult that appreciates the additional layer of humour catered just to you. So Revs is enjoying this Instagram page on a base level. (laughs) Ex dancers. You're going to love me for this hashtag not sponsored. You're welcome. What about current dancers? I don't know why I said ex-dancers, but I guess in my head, dancers are like teenagers. And if you're a mum, you're not a dancer anymore. And that is not true or fair. Look, as an art director, I have once hired someone and asked them to be balletic. The agent told me she had a ballet background. So, you know, I went with it. Oh, God. Don't worry. They weren't pirouetting or anything. Oh, God. (laughs) Do you understand the term sickled foot? No. Dear, dear dance mums or ex-dancers or Current previous dance. prima ballerinas, <clears throat> you'll know what I mean by the term sickled foot. I can tell you like saying it because your eyebrows are all over town. Sickled. I can't do it because of my Botox. <laughs> I can't even drag you because of my Bowie. All right. Well, that was loosey-goosey. Oh, God. I actually love it when we get loose. <laughs> don't know if the dear listeners do, but they don't have a choice, do they? No. Well... <laughs> they could not tune in next week. Cue the outro. One of these days we'll have an outro to our podcast. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene in Modern Family where they're like, here I am, I'm on the note. She's like, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I think we just need to let go of our singing dreams. Never.